0: TC Hale is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Hello and welcome back to Kick It Naturally. My name is TC Hale and I've never owned a pair of camouflage pants. I have been a little bit MIA because I have been super slammed with a bunch of projects. We just we released this new kind of set people up to do their own health research type project that gives all the members free shipping on naturalreference.com. I uh, just launched a huge project for health professionals at thebio-i.com. That was a massive undertaking and has been a whole lot of fun. And I have a new book called uh, Become a Work-From-Home Health or Fitness Professional coming out in the next few weeks. And all of that in the middle of having a, a new baby, which has been really awesome and a, a really good time. So I've been a little bit strapped for, for time to, to do shows and such, but I've been having a lot of people send me questions about lockdown weight gain. So I knew I needed to kind of hop on a show and help some people through the craziness of navigating weight loss when the world is a, a little bit broken because we're still a little bit uh, pandemic-y. I, at the time of this recording, We we still, we truly don't really know, but you know, Maybe, maybe you don't hear this when it first comes out. Maybe you listen to this much later, and maybe the answers have been solved. And by the time you hear the episode, maybe it's it's been revealed that everything got blown out of proportion, and we're we're back to living our lives like we did in the past. Or, or maybe the a situation where we find out that we opened up everybody for business too soon, and so we, we started a zombie apocalypse, and now nobody can leave their house ever. I'm not, I'm not sure where you are when you're hearing this, and what the world is like. But maybe it's kind of someplace in between those two two things. We don't know. So no matter what things look like, by the time you hear this, what we do know is what they look like when everything first started. And that was flat-out craziness. And, and craziness can create stress. And stress can create a, hey, why don't I eat three boxes of vanilla wafers while I wash it down with a tub of chubby hubby ice cream? You know? So think about how bad people might eat when they lose their job or they have some kind of big breakup or something and we all seem to just kind of understand when the person is going through that and we're all just kind of fine with it and we're like yeah we get it that's really hard well this situation was like everybody broke up with everybody in the same week that they all got fired. So but they couldn't even go out with their friends to kind of cheer them up. They had to sit on the couch until they finished Netflix and and what did everybody do when they were watching the Tiger Champion or whatever that thing was called? Well, they ate. And they ate poorly and and we were all just kind of fine with it and nobody judged you did they because we all just got it everything was just kind of a shock and and for those who deal with shocking situations by eating lucky charms in a taco shell well that was just fine but now 60 pounds later for a lot of folks you know what's the trick how how do you get back to to life in human form you know how do you how do you stop the madness if you're six months into the madness, and the madness doesn't really seem to have an end in sight? Well, the answer is easy. You just need to scrabble, rick, and Road around. And, and once you can scrabble, rick, and Road around, and then the people might be like, what is, what's he saying? You're not listening. You just need to scrabble, rick, and Road around. Okay, that's not an actual word, and it's really just a noise that I just made up. But the point is, There is no one trick that is going to work for every person. You're going to kind of have to figure out what allows you to get back on the right track because that's really the first step. The first step isn't to lose the 60 pounds you put on eating pizza for five months. The first step is to simply put yourself in motion towards being on track. Here's the easiest way to do that. It's a little trick that we like to call do the next right thing. And... The next right thing could be, you know, maybe you just start writing in your fur journal. Maybe you just write down the things that you're eating so you get back on track of taking that step. Maybe the next right thing is you just eat a healthy meal. Maybe you eat something that's not garbage and put yourself in motion that way. Maybe the next right thing is you go for a walk or you do some push-ups or... You look for a new healthy recipe online. It could be really anything. You just want to do the next right thing. Get yourself off that path of all the bad things that you are doing and put yourself towards doing something right. So that doesn't mean to start doing everything right. That's, I'm not saying just decide to start doing everything right. That's a little bit more difficult to do. What I'm saying is just do the next right thing and allow the momentum that that one thing creates to carry you over to the next right thing. So if we can string enough right things together, it kind of makes us not wanna go back to wrong things. It makes us feel a little bit like, well, if I I go right back to eating all that junk again, I kind of wasted all the effort that I put into doing that one right thing. So it kind of tricks us into saying, okay, I did this one thing, I, I felt pretty good about just doing anything right, and uh, that kind of makes me want to do something else right. I felt good about doing that. What else can I do? What's the next right thing after that right thing? So it's really just about finding a way to do one right thing and get yourself in motion. Kind of create that inertia that will pull you forward. And what's great about this is if you can just keep this ringing in your head, uh, it doesn't mean that if you, if you do a few right things and then you go back and you're like, oh, you find yourself knee-deep in a bag of corn chips or something, you don't have to say, well, I tried, I guess that didn't work out. No, you just, again, you do the next right thing. So what's great about this is you just can do one simple thing and it could be just about anything. And as you start to put more and more right things together, it's going to make it easier and easier to stop going back to all the junk that you may have been doing for the last five or six months. And it allows you to put more and more things in the right direction together. So every time you slip up, don't look at it like, Oh, well, I failed at trying that. So I'm just going to go ahead and keep doing these failed things. No, just keep hitting that one more right thing until you do enough of them and you have enough momentum that you're just feeling good about it and you're right back on track. So what might your next right thing be? And you know, it, it doesn't have to be just one thing you may find a few different things that work better at different times and it may be a combination of things for you. And for some of you, it may just be, man, if I just do this one thing every day, I, I stay pretty good and I'm, I'm pretty on track here. But let's just think about some what some of those things could be. And don't dismiss the food journaling thing that I just mentioned. You know, most of you know that I'm really about the science and I like the science and the geeky stuff and all those things. But I've just seen so many amazing results with clients using their food journals that I'm I'm really I'm sold on this. This is really a good one. And there's a long time where I wouldn't even take on a client unless they were willing to do for food journals for me and allow me to see everything that they were eating, um, just because that was what was creating the best results for me at that time. There's there's just something about a person getting to visually see what they're eating in writing like really taking it and writing it down and then at the end of the day looking it over and be like oh man 11 Mr Pibs that's probably not a good idea maybe i maybe i should not have 11 of those i don't know do, do they still make Mr Pib i don't even know but just the point is you see things that are like oh that's not so great that maybe i should not be doing that maybe i wasn't really conscious of of what i was doing and i was just kind of cramming stuff down my gullet So if you were able to tell yourself, look, this is, I'm going to commit to doing this no matter what. Even if I go back off track and even if I don't really get uh, back to eating the right way, I'm going to commit to doing this food journal every day. And if you just do that, sooner or later, you're going to get tired of seeing all the Fritos or whatever it is that you're eating on this thing and having to read it and look at it. And you're going to start making some better choices. So that can be a really good one for a lot of people maybe it's just learning a new way to to make a healthy version of something that you really like you know like tacos or something like that i i really i have this taco salad that i make that's like keto complaint and it's just it's really good and it tastes kind of like tacos and so maybe you learn how to make some things in a lower carb version that allows you to bring some insulin down and allow your body to access stored fat for fuel and start to lose some of that fat but if you can find something that you really like but still feels like you're eating the garbage that you've been eating well that's a really good one because you can start adding to your arsenal by just trying to find new recipes. And you'll try some and you're like, man, that was the grossest thing I've ever eaten. But you kind of sift through that to find the ones that you really like, the ones that I really like, you may hate. And I'm sure I hate some of the ones that you love because I'm just like that. But if you can get four or five in your arsenal, then it can almost be like you're just accidentally eating in a way to start losing weight, even though you're still kind of in this mode of uh, having this comfort food. Because it's it's like your comfort foods that you like. You just did a healthier version of it. Now, it can take a little work. To, I'm going to have to look up these recipes. I'm going to have to see, do I understand how to make this? Don't think that this stuff doesn't take effort. It does. But what else are you doing? You finished Netflix. Go ahead and put some effort towards some things. You know, it was rough for a while. But, you know, the thing about this is that a lot of this uh, has been very difficult, and but it's just kind of the way life is now. We're kind of adapting into this. And we all experience tough things in life uh, individually, and we find ways to adapt to that, and we're just having to learn how to adapt under, to a grander scale. So sometimes just putting effort into something can be enough to pull you off of that couch, so to speak, if that's the way you're viewing it. So find some things that can put you in motion, like just looking at different recipes and things like that. Maybe you need to get back on track with some supplements. Maybe that's your next right thing. And, you know, maybe there's some supplements that were helping you and you kind of got off track. And maybe you've allowed your efforts to improve digestion. Maybe that's lapsed a little bit, you know, because some people view it like, wow, I spent money On these supplements to fix my digestion, but I'm kind of just eating junk anyway. So I I may as well just not worry about that and waste that money. I may as well save that for when I'm eating right again. But that's actually when you really need to worry about it the most. That's when those could be the most helpful because processed junk food has the ability to thicken up our bile so it doesn't flow correctly. And you probably know listening to me, if you've listened to me at all before. That if either side of digestion, either the bile side or the side making stomach acid that starts to break your food down, if either of those sides is not working correctly, you don't get that sizzle in your digestion that actually is what breaks the food apart and allows us to pull out the minerals and the nutrients and all of those resources that are in that food. So if either side of that is not working correctly, we can't access the nutrients that we need. So now you're getting less nutrients out of your food. Not to mention that if you're eating junk, it had fewer nutrients to begin with. So now the body starts to deal with a lot of those issues. Maybe you're feeling more depressed or you're less motivated to do anything. And, and think about it. You're, you should. You should be like that because your body's not getting the nutrition that it needs. Maybe you're having more cravings because now minerals are going lower Uh, Maybe you're getting more sugar spikes and and crashes from um, all the carbs that you're eating. So we like to shovel in the cupcakes when things aren't going great. So there's a lot of things that could really magnify how you're feeling. And wow, six months later, I still haven't done anything to improve my situation. Because we get into these ruts and it's not just about, wow, I like this food. So when I start eating it, it's hard to stop eating it the food changes our physiology in a way that makes it harder to stop eating it as well. Let's look at a couple of those things. If you want to learn how to look at your own chemistry to get a better idea of how your unique body is operating, sign up for our KIY or Kick It Yourself membership. Not only do you gain access to our four-week digestion course and our 12-week flagship Kick Your Fat course that normally sells for $129, you also get free shipping at naturalreference.com. Restrictions apply, but since the membership is only $9 a month, if you're already using the supplements we teach people how to use in our books and courses, this membership will pay for itself. You'll also have access to a reference system like you've never seen before. You can not only browse our viewpoint about hundreds of health topics in relation to bioindividuality; the system also allows you to search video and audio content. You even get access to a members-only private support group where you can get feedback from coaches I've trained and I even show up to do live Q&A videos on a monthly basis. All this for $9 a month. It's ridiculous and we don't care, but we just wanted to create a membership that just about anyone could afford. To see more features and sign up, go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash K-I-Y. That's K-I-Y. We'll see you on the inside. Of course we're going to see him on the inside. What kind of idiot wouldn't sign up for all that for nine bucks? Well, I, I'm, I'm still recording. Ah, I should probably pay attention a little more. So not only may we be eating in this way just because the world is broken and we can't leave the house or we don't have the ability to work at our job or whatever it is that's kind of basically destroying our life, so to speak. Um, if it's an issue that's making you eat that way, when you eat that way, it can cause situations that make you further want to eat that way. For a lot of us, and, and this isn't for everybody, but for a lot of us, when we eat a lot of carbs, it has the ability to change our physiology a little bit. You'll you'll see a higher urine pH sometimes when you look at that. If you've never run any of the self-tests that we teach people how to do that, you can read about that in my book, Kick Your Fat in the Nuts. And Uh, we give it to our our listeners for free. Just go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash book and you can download that for free and it'll teach you how to do these simple self-tests that we teach people how to do at home with just inexpensive tools you can get at a pharmacy or health food store or something like that. So when we run these tests and we see this urine piece that goes up, a lot of times that will go up and it makes uh, our insulin... Um, overly effective, kind of like a bully, so to speak. So when we're eating all these carbs, it makes the insulin process it more aggressively. So what that can do is it makes it so that we, when we have some type of carb experience, uh, you know, it's a piece of cake or you know, something that really lifts blood sugar, then the insulin comes up. And then because the insulin is now more powerful, it sweeps too much blood sugar out into the cells too quickly and we get a sugar crash. And in that crash is where we really can experience the things like, you know, the depression and the severe cravings and insomnia and things like that that can happen with a severe blood sugar crash. So now it's these eating these foods that give us these cravings that make us want more of these foods. So it has the ability to create these cycles that can be really difficult to pull out of. And that's why, taking some type of step that can put you in the right direction is is so important so if we're if we've stopped using uh supplements that were helping us digest our food better while we're eating this garbage might be the time that you need it the most because we need to get that bile flowing again these processed foods have the ability to thicken up bile a lot of grains have the ability to thicken up bile um stress hormones have the ability to thicken up bile can you think of any reasons why you might be a little more stressed during the last six months Yeah, and now at the time of this recording, we got election stuff coming out. Everybody's stressed about that. Everybody's freaking out. And the last thing you want to do is talk to somebody about politics because you end up punching them in the face. So there's a lot of reasons to be stressed right now. And all of these things have the ability to thicken up that bile and kind of remove at least one half of that digestive process. So now's a time where if you can use those supplements to improve your digestion... Then you can start pulling more nutrients out of your food. Then you can start making better choices. And as you can make better choices and make some real food choices, now you can really get the nutrients out of those foods. Now your body's getting what it needs and it doesn't scream for this garbage all the day. This is a big step towards pulling yourself out of the funk. It's The funk can linger because... Uh, the steps that you've been taking have removed your ability for the body to get what it really needs. And as long as the body's not getting what it really needs, everything can be a problem. It can be a big struggle. So we want to take any of those steps that we were doing before, that we were helping us, and we want to put them in motion. The improving digestion is one of the biggest things because otherwise, if you've kind of broken your digestion a little bit, eaten all this garbage and maybe uh, either you're not making enough stomach acid or your bile is not flowing well, you may take a step to eat some real food. And here I'm going to make this steak tonight. I'm going to have this broccoli and I'm going to put some butter on it and you eat it and it sits there like a rock for three hours and you feel miserable and when you're like, screw this, give me a Pop-Tart. I was fine when I was eating Pop-Tarts, but when I ate this real food, now I feel lousy. And that's just because you don't have the ability to break that steak down. The butter on the broccoli is not getting emulsified. So these dietary fats and instead of being used for fuel are now just kind of rotting and fermenting and creating nausea and all these problems. So this is a big step towards allowing you to get in the right direction with your motions. We don't want you to take a step, it's like, okay, I'm going to do this right and I'm going to eat real food and then feel lousy. You want to feel great when you eat that real food. And when you can break it down and get the nutrients out of that food, not only will you feel great, but your body starts to go like, hey, give me more of that. Give me that stuff. That's the stuff that I want because it, it starts to get these nutrients that it's really been looking for. A lot of times with the junk, the body screams for it because if it doesn't have the ability to break real food down, it can break down processed junk food. Processed junk food is practically broken down already because it's processed. So the body can access those carbs in there. They're broken down. They can immediately be turned into glucose. And the body can use glucose for fuel and for other things when it's missing things that it really needs. It can use this junk in place of that in a pinch. And yes, eating all this junk can cause other problems, but the body's not viewing it that way. The body is viewing it at, I need fuel to get these bodily functions happening. I have processes I need to do all day, every day, give me fuel. So it's not looking at the fact that it's raising insulin levels and causing your body to store fat. And oh, by the way, my pants don't fit. And why don't my pants don't fit? I've had these pants for 10 years. Maybe I've been washing them too much and they shrunk. No, that's not the problem you've been wearing those pants for two months, you haven't washed your clothes at all. That's not why they shrunk. They shrunk because of all the corn chips and the pie. So we have to learn to give our body what it really needs to allow it to function optimally and then it makes everything easier for us. Pulling away from the way that you may have been eating at a pandemic is not as difficult when you can work with your body instead of against it. So these may be some important steps that you have been putting off and saying, well, I'll do those again when I'm back on track. But no, it could be the backwards. It could be backwards. You may need to do those steps to make it easier for you to get back on track. Does that make sense? Do you dig it? And, and speaking of self-tests, when was the last time you ran any of your self-tests? Nobody's, nobody's really answering me. So that's not a great sign. So you might want to consider that maybe it's time to look at your physiology and see where you are now with this incredible change of of eating that may have been going on. So it's a good idea to kind of see where you are now and see if maybe some adjustments need to be made uh, with supplements helping correct some of that as well, as well as that might make you see, oh, wow, I really do need to change what I'm eating. Because, you know, we talked a minute ago about the people who are eating so many carbs that they're creating these sugar spikes and crashes. But what about the what about the other side of the coin? What about those folks who've been eating so many carbs and processed foods that they're starting to, be, to become a little bit insulin resistant? And they're becoming insulin resistant and in order to process the same amount of carbs they were processing before with a little bit of insulin, now their body needs to make a whole lot of insulin to process those carbs. And the higher level of insulin is causing the body to store more fuel as uh, fat in the fat cells. And there we go. Our pants are tighter. So this can be a really big thing. And we can look at this just by... Uh, Looking at our fasting blood sugar number, if you have a glucometer, if you don't, you can get one at any pharmacy or Amazon or whatever, Um, you just get a glucometer and then first thing in the morning before you eat anything, uh, you want to check what your blood sugar is, you just prick your finger and put the little strip in there and let the blood go on the strip and then it tells you, boom, this is what your fasting blood sugar is. So you might need to set out the glucometer where you'll see it when you wake up or you'll forget. But we really want that number to be, you know around eighty, you know, in that eighty to ninety range. And if it's starting to go over a hundred, that's a problem. That's a very strong sign that we're starting to lean a little bit insulin resistant. And the way that we correct that is we reduce the amount of carbs they we're eating. For some people, they need to greatly reduce the amount of carbs they're eating over a long period of time to really fix that number if they're if they're up into that, you know, type two diabetes type range up above, You know, 128 is where a lot of doctors will start viewing a person as type 2 diabetic. I'm not diagnosing you as type 2 diabetic if your fasting blood sugar is over 128, but I am saying you might want to pay attention to that because it's a big deal. Uh, But we see people correct that all the time, and they correct it by changing the way their body is operating and by changing what they're eating. So if that number's starting to go high, that could be a wake-up call that you're looking for. That could be a piece of information that says, oh, I really do need to change something. Now, don't let that freak you out and say, I'm not going to look at my fasting blood sugar because I don't want to know where it is because then I really have to take these steps. Really take the steps. That's why you're listening to this episode. You're trying to find some answers and trying to find some ways to get you back on track being a little bit freaked out about your future health is a great way to get you scared on track, so to speak. So I wouldn't say that if we didn't if we didn't see people all the time correct those high blood sugar numbers. So just know that you do have the ability to correct it, even if the medical community doesn't have any answers for you. We see people do it all the time. It's just a matter of doing your own research. And, and learning how to follow the right steps. So look at your self-test numbers and see where you are. Is your blood pressure going too high? If your blood sugar is going high, that has the ability to also thicken up your blood and make your blood pressure go too high. Uh, stress also has the ability to constrict the vascular system, which can make it pump harder and make that blood pressure higher, which makes your blood pressure go higher. So look and see where you are. Make sure that everything is going okay there. If you're seeing your urine pH over you know, 6.2 or something, you're likely eating too many carbs and sugars. And uh, that high urine pH you're seeing is from the body pulling too much calcium out of the tissues and it's kind of floating around in the bloodstream and the body tries to pee some of it out and the calcium is alkaline, and so it makes our urine pH alkaline. So that can be a sign that we need to reduce our carbs because if you're pulling all of the calcium out of your tissues, you're turning off your ability for the body to turn on its immune system. The calcium in the tissues is what triggers the body that says, hey, there's an invader we need to attack. And when we pull all the calcium out of the tissues, the immune system doesn't get the signal, so it doesn't attack. Well, If you're concerned about some kind of virus killing everybody, this might be a time that you want your immune system working. I did an episode a while back when this kind of started about, you know, amping up your immune system, and we talked a lot about, you know, the way that people are eating now in this stressful time is exactly the way that you don't want to be eating if you want to protect yourself from some type of invader. So look at your urine pH and see if it's too high right now, and that could be another scare me into doing the right stuff kind of thing because you want to allow that tissue that calcium to go back to the tissue level so the immune system can function a little bit and if your urine ph is over 6.2 6.3 ish that's a sign that too much calcium is coming out of the tissues And, well, shocker, you know, I blabbed a little bit. So uh, we're going to have to cut this off, and I'm going to finish talking about this next week because I have some other things I really want to share with you guys as a trick that anybody can use to start losing some weight right away if you're really in a bad way you can just use this one trick and it's really simple we're going to talk about that we're going to talk a little bit about working out and uh, different things you could do for either low carb or keto most of you know that i do i teach both of these methods and depending on where your physiology is and and what you want you could use either uh approach to to really lose weight and also you know if you're kind of stuck in a funk Then We have some keto events that are coming up, too. Me and my partner, Nissa that we do our uh, Chat the Fat podcast uh, together. If you've never heard that, we have a lot of fun over on that show if you're into some keto stuff or just wanting to learn more. But we have a a 21-day keto challenge that's coming up on uh, October 19th. So if you want to get on the waiting list for that, we haven't opened registration for that yet. But you can get on the waiting list just by going to uh, eatingfatisthenewskinny.com forward slash keto challenge. And the week before, we usually do like a free master uh, workshop online where we kind of teach about some ways to get started with keto. And you don't have to be in the challenge to come to the free workshop. We're just kind of revving everybody up to use what they learn in that workshop to really try and win the challenge. But you can just come to the workshop and learn stuff. So if you want to sign up for that free workshop, it's on October 13th, and you can register at eatingfatisthenewskinny.com forward slash masterclass. So I'll put both of those links in the show notes page to at kickitnaturally.com um, but those may be options for you to kind of really jump start you to get yourself out of a funk okay I need you know some support I need some um, accountability and all those things and that's kind of something that you can get in a challenge that's a lot of fun to do with a lot of other people that you might not even know but maybe you'll know them by the end because We have a really good time. And even if you're listening to this after October 13th or 19th or whatever, after the the keto challenge is over, um, you can go to those links to find out when the next one will be and be put on the waiting list to see if you want to check that out. So you can still go back to eatingfatisthenewskinny.com forward slash masterclass to find out when the next masterclass will be or eatingfatisthenewskinny.com forward slash keto challenge to find out when the next challenge is going to be. We usually do those every three or four months. But um, so those are some of the things we're going to talk about next week. And we're going to talk about some accountability things, some support and all those kind of things. But by the time we do these two episodes, you're going to have some tools that you can use to really start getting yourself out of this pandemic weight gain you know kind of funk that may have been going on and you can start getting yourself in the right direction so i'm really excited to see to hear about what uh what kind of results you get with these tools and we'll see you guys next week to talk about this some more